Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is August 17th, Monday night, 2015. My name's Michael Clark, and I'm not afraid to give my name. We're here once again to talk about the only true asset protection program in the world, total asset privacy and impenetrable asset protection. The talking points for tonight's call are if you don't have STS, you have nothing. And guys, that is the absolute truth, regardless what your professionals, and I'm not saying they're not good people. They're good people, but they only know what they were taught and the overwhelming majority of the professionals this day and age in the U.S. and Canada and every basic basic Western Hemisphere country are, uh, are the uh, lawyers, the, the, the um, tax professionals, the bankers. Those are the ones that we're mainly concerned about. And they're taught statutory law almost exclusively. Once in a while, somebody will take a course outside. Every once in a while, I, came across an, I, was, I come across an attorney who says, Mike, I, uh, um, I did take some class, a class on constitutional law. And let me mention this right off the bat. This is a, about contract law, okay? Very special contract law. Contract can be made up to whatever the parties to the, con, uh, to the contract want to put into it, okay? But there are certain specific components. If you put these components into a private contract, You've created what's known by very few people as a pure contract trust. It's also known as a Massachusetts trust. It's also known as a business trust, a constitutional trust, a common law trust, a true trust, a specialized trust. All these, and there's a lot more names. Different judges have given a different name, but but those are only good if they have. The, the proper components in it that create a pure contract trust. And that's what I'm going to share with you uh, this evening on the call here tonight. If you don't have STS, you don't have anything. You don't have any protection. You don't have any privacy. And we'll get started with that now. Um, first of all, statutory. There is no privacy in a statutory entity, be that entity a corporation, um, and I'm talking about either U.S. or Canadian or Australian or England or English or, or German or whatever. Contracts are contract, and contract law is pretty much the same all over the world. I know I've had some attorneys from other countries say, well, um, that's U.S. contract law. I don't know. Okay, tell me, what's the difference? Give me one instance in the difference. And uh, I've never had anybody give me an answer yet. There may be something out there, some, some trivial little thing, but, but basically whatever you put down in a private contract that is not linked to a statutory contract, guys, it, it's basically impenetrable the way we use it, okay, the way we use it. Um, 
in statutory trust you or, or entities rather partnerships doesn't matter what it is if it's created under the laws of a specific state or province or 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 country then guys it's it's uh, it's statutory and statutory means according to the statutes of that or laws of that particular state or province or country okay but there is such a thing also as a private contract private contract is two or more parties there's an offer by one of the parties and there has to be an acceptance of that offer by the other party by the other party or parties okay and um, it's it's private between individuals or individual and an entity and a business of some type you can have a you can have a uh, um, pure contract trust that's created between um, two two um, individuals but you can't have it if it's if it's generated by a statutory entity that throws it right back into the statutory realm so we keep our, our STS program which is a specialized trust strategy we keep our program very close to the close to the bone okay we make sure that that we follow the rules explicitly because we haven't we haven't really had anybody lose anything yet and we don't want to in the future but the only way we can do that is if you follow the rules as a matter of fact we're going to make some changes in the upcoming weeks and among those is going to be that if a person does not get their documents signed dated and notarized within a within a few weeks of starting their program then we're going to pull out as as the um, as the um, non-voting trustee Again, I've talked to people not too long recently, within days, that had not they've had their program over a year and they hadn't even signed the documents yet. And guys, we're not going to take responsibility for that anymore. We want you to be successful. We want you to be protected. And it seemed and, and probably ninety ninety nine percent of the people do it right. They get their documents signed and everything. But for those that don't take the time to do it, we're not going to be held responsible for what they have done wrong. So that'll be part of the new contract. And with that now, you've got no privacy in a statutory entity. If you create a trustee in a state or a province, U.S., Canada, anywhere else, when you create it, um, a statutory entity, you have to get it recorded. And, and the government and everybody else is 100% aware of what you've just done. And you've created it according to the, to the laws of that state or province or country. Um, for example, if you, when we, uh, if you created your your uh, corporation in uh, Alberta, uh, you've created a numbered um, a numbered corporation in the uh, in the great province of Alberta, and um, you've got it's got to, it's created according to the laws. Now, not only that, everything is is there on the computer. I can go on, or people, especially people that know what they're doing, much more than me. But even I can go on online and um, look up everything I want to know about a corporation in the U.S. I haven't tried it in Canada yet. I, I'm sure it can be done. I know it can be done because I've already had some people do it. For somebody wanted to requested that, and they did. They found everything about that corporation. Guys, you have zero privacy in a statutory entity. So if you want to continue, if you're going to create a business or if you have an existing business and you leave it in its own venue, and in the U.S. that would be where you are the, 
you are the member of the LLC. The member is the owner. If it's a corporation where you are the stockholder of the corporation in the U.S. and where you are the shareholder of the corporation in Canada, both of those are are uh, statutory, and and um, the shareholder and the stockholder are both the owners. And if you are the shareholder or the stockholder, you're the owner. So if you get sued for any menial thing, or if you get in trouble with the tax authorities, guys, they can come after that, that corporation or that LLC or that partnership or whatever you created in the statutory mode of which you are the owner of that entity. Even if you're only a 1% um, partner in a partnership, they can they can shut it down because your name, you as the individual, are attached to that, okay? So when to go over to the other side then, with the STS program, you have total asset privacy, total. And here's the reason. First of all, because we don't, we don't, um, we don't have to to make anybody know know about the as about the uh, trust one. It is not recorded anywhere. We don't have to file it with any state or provincial or national or local government under any circumstances. So, two things that means. First of all, nobody knows it's even in existence unless you tell them about it. Okay. Secondly, they don't know you're involved with it. They don't know you've made this major move in your life, um, they don't know you've made this major move in your life to to get the, um, to move all of your, to protect all of your assets outside of your ownership, okay? Now, in the, um, in the book, The Rockefeller File, which we have available for anybody that would like it, we can email it right to you. In the Rockefeller file, and the Rockefellers, in my opinion, are the richest, most powerful um, family the world's ever known, but they say very explicitly on, cha- on page 8, the key to the system, the system being the, the free enterprise system that we use in the U.S., we use in Canada, um, well, unless some of our socialists get involved. In, uh, <laughs> no, I'm teasing about that. I'm not going to get political tonight. Um Guys, they, they, they can't find anything because the program's not, they can't link it, link Trust One to you in any way, shape, or form except if they happen to find out that you are the appointed trustee. Now, it would be pretty hard for them to find that out unless you tell them. And there's nothing to matter with anybody knowing it. I, I used to be really touchy about that, and, and I thought, man, I don't want anybody knowing that I'm the trustee of Trust One or that I'm the manager of the... Uh, of the um, LLC, or that I am the director of the Canadian Corporation, the the provincial corporation, okay? But it doesn't matter, because when I really started to understand the difference between between ownership um, um, trustees and um, appointed trustees, when I really really got in-depth and learned the difference, as an owner... They can take everything you've got because if you're an ownership trustee, that simply means that you own you own all of the assets in the trust. Okay, so that's why, such as a living trust. So if you were, were to get, um, if you were to, if you were to be pulled into court for some reason and and you got a judgment against you, 
and they wouldn't have to be pulled into court. They could be from a uh, government um, office. They could mean from a, uh, a tax authority, whatever. Guys, they've got you. They have you dead to rights because you, you're the owner of them. And they're after you. They're not after the trust. They're not after the, uh, the corporation or the uh, LLC. They're after you. So understand that. When you get attacked, they're attacking you. Now, what, the, what they don't know is that you own nothing until they get a letter from us stating, in its simplest terms, that some time ago, for estate planning purposes, Mr. and Mrs. Doe transferred all of their assets contractually and irrevocably to Trust One, a pure contract trust. And this letter is just to inform them about that, okay? That you don't have anything. You have zero ownership except of the trust certificates, which have no um, appreciative value. They have no value at all, okay? Um, and there's reasons for that. If you knew the trust certificates, and many of you do very well, you know why you have no ownership in the trust certificates, okay? No ascertainable value, value not, not appreciable. So with that being said, that's where you have total privacy. With, you have no privacy with any statute. You, you just laid out when you filled out the application for your corporation or the LLC or your driver's license. Or See, all of these things aren't true contracts. They're adhesion contracts at best. And an adhesion contract is a take-it-or-leave-it contract. Now, now, pay attention to this because it's so important for those who want to um, really protect themselves. Guys, you know, I, hear, I heard him saying about Donald Trump the other day, and this isn't political, but they said he, he's changed his mind. He's flip-flopped. And I thought about it. Anybody the last five years that hasn't flip-flopped all over the place is a fool. The world's changed so much in the last five years, almost week by week in certain cases and month by month in other cases. Guys, you've got to keep changing now. Are, are the people that are, that are in control, they have to keep changing, and so do we, to, to just keep up with the times. Otherwise, you're getting so far behind that you, don't, you won't have a chance. So any of the people that there's no such thing I don't think as a political flip-flopper now if you flip-flop for the right reasons uh, you want to be out of the war yeah but now we got ISIS to deal with ISIS is beheading people in the United States ISIS I don't know if that fellow that came in and was going after the uh, um, I'm, I'm not sure what he's called but the person that's ahead of the parliament in Canada and that the guard at the door shot and killed him I, I never recalled if he was actually a um, doing that in behalf of ISIS or, or whatever it was. I do believe that it was the uh, radical Islamic terrorist, one of those guys, and, or maybe even a, a self-converted person that did that, and that was, was going to be his little simple jihad. And, and I still give total credit. I apologize. I can't think of the fellow's name. I knew it for a long time, but the guy that, that saved the parliament, no telling. Um, and God bless him. So anyway, got a little bit off track here, guys. That's the difference between no privacy and total privacy. With the STS program, you give up ownership, both um, equitable and legal titles, in most cases, to everything. In certain cases, you'll give up just equitable title. But you give up the title to the assets, okay, so that you own nothing except 
the trust certificates, and they have no ascertainable value, so nobody can take them in the case of a bankruptcy or a, uh, a nursing home in the U.S. I know you don't have that concern in Canada, but we do here in the U.S. So um, that's, that's part one. The next one is no protection. In a statutory situation, if it's a, if it's a statutory trust, if it's a, if it's a corporation, if it's an LLC, regardless what it is, the owner, the trustee, which the trustee of a statutory trust is the owner of the assets. That's basically that's in case law all over the place. So if they get a if they get a, a judgment against a statutory trust, such as a, a living trust, a charitable remainder trust, a crummy trust, a, a, an irrevocable trust, they can take everything. If they get a judgment against uh, against the individual, they can take everything that's in his trust as well. There's no protection there, none at all. And, the, and one of the key things is, I mentioned irrevocable trust. Some people think they're safe there. All an irrevocable trust means, my friends, is that, is that once you've completed it and signed it, you can't make any changes. You, an irrevocable trust can still be attacked, and you can still get a judgment against it, and everything that you put into the irrevocable trust will be gone to whoever got the judgment, okay? Okay, a little bit of water. <clears throat> so, in the SDS program, you actually give up ownership of all of your assets contractually and irrevocably. You give up ownership. And so, as a result, if they get a judgment against you for whatever, for whatever reason, a business failure, a car accident, whatever it might be, if they get a judgment against you, my friends, they can get nothing. You own nothing, and they can't take your trust certificates, which are the only thing you do own, because they have no ascertainable value. So if you get a judgment against you for 5000 or $5 million or $500 million, it doesn't matter, because they'll come to the judge, and um, the only thing I own are these trust certificates, but they have no value, and there's very specific reasons for that. And... Um, uh, guys, we want to make sure that the judge understands, and we'll do that, um, that the judge understands. The certificates, have, and they do. They always understand when they get our letter, okay? So those are the two key things that have been there since we started the STS program. But now, in talking about flip-flopping, we've got to make some other changes because we have two other things we've got to be concerned with. One are the bail-ins. Bail-ins are quite simply laws that have been passed by the International Monetary Fund and forced on all of the countries because they all owe the International Monetary Fund money. And as a result, they're all bankrupt. Every major country you can think of in the Western Alliance is bankrupt. U.S., Canada, England, Australia, Germany. Let me think a second. Is Greece bankrupt? Of course. Um, uh, all, all the major countries are, are in a, a world of hurt right now. So the key thing that, that um, what this new law says is that the government or the taxing authorities can go into any account its citizens have that have cash or money in it, okay? Um, and they can take out what they want, whether it's a savings account, a checking account, a 401k, an IRA, a, uh, and whatever they have in Canada. I'm going to have to become more knowledgeable of what your investment-type programs are 
in Canada. But um, whatever whatever they have that has access to cash, whether it's your um, um, life insurance cash value, annuities, whatever it might be, they can come in without notifying you, take out the cash, especially the IRS and the CRA. They can come in and take cash. They don't have to give you a reason, and they don't have to give it back. And many of the, most of the people that have tried to get it back can't. Now, here's the key. That's, that's in the statutory world, okay, because you are a citizen in the statutory world. So, so you're going you're to still be a citizen to a certain amount. Uh, so, yeah, but as far as your assets, as far as your cash, as far as your investments go, guys, you, you're, you're not in the, in the citizen realm anymore. You are as an individual still, but all, everything you've got is now owned by a trust, and trusts are powerful. They've been around since the feudal days of England, and they're probably the most powerful document. They are the most powerful document in the world, bar none. And you've given up ownership to your cash. You don't own it. And guess what? The trust is not a citizen. It's its own independent entity, and that's why they can't take it from the trust. It is not. They can only take things that are owned by citizens. Now, that's the cash, basically. And, and the, um, the other assets, that's where they've come up with this confiscation, citizen confiscation. They can come in and, uh, for basically any reason, and they can confiscate what it is you've got. They'll, they'll say you've done something wrong. I heard another case, just like the one about the fellow in Georgia that had the uh, little general store, and the IRS came in and took a hundred and I've heard anything from 107 to $115,000, but let's admit it, it wiped them out, okay? It wiped them out. So when, it, when, it, when they did that, they went and they, they couldn't figure out what happened. The IRS refused to, to go back. Um, and I'm going to get on to all your questions that you type in in just a little bit when I finish the talking points here. The guys, they, 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 can, um, they can come in and confiscate. And if they find you in the least little bit now doing something wrong, and that would be with your assets. But if you don't own the assets and they've got a, 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 um, a, an issue against you, they can't take it if somebody else owns it. That's, again, the citizens. So if you continue to live your life with your assets, things you've worked all your life, or you're maybe just starting a life and you're starting to accumulate assets, or maybe you've got a lot of assets that you've accumulated. Guys, this isn't just about currency. And I know a lot of our clients are waiting for the, for the RV of different currencies. This isn't just about uh, any investment, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, gems, um, precious metals. This isn't about that. This is about um, what you own as a citizen versus a, uh, owning nothing as a citizen. Guys, if you're in that position now and you haven't started the STS program, you're, you're playing Russian roulette. Only instead of putting one bullet in the gun, you're putting five bullets in the gun. So when you get attacked, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty sure thing that you can um, that you're going to get nailed. So we've been doing these calls for a couple of years in the U.S. and Canada. And guys, it's it's long enough now. If if you if you don't have a a program and you suddenly send us uh, an attack letter that the IRS or the CRA is attacking you, and um, even if you tell me you just heard about it, we've been around a long time, guys. We're not going to 
we're getting ourselves in the trick bag, and um, I spend a lot of time. And and if you, if we, if an attorney spent the much, as much time as I spend for people, getting their um, sending letters out and and talking with people on the phone, guys, it would cost you tens of thousands of dollars. We don't charge anything. We're going to either have to start charging because I put in a lot of man hours here. Um, or we're going to just have to not even be able to help people. Get your program started before you're attacked, before you owe money to anybody. We're still going to keep it going for a while yet, but, but, but guys, I hope you can understand. It, it just takes a lot of my time. And we've got people send me emails that say urgent and say, say ASAP and all these different things. But guess what? I get, I get emails from uh, dozens of people every month that say the same thing. So we just got to work it out as best we can. and uh, But we do protect your assets. You don't own them anymore, but you have to start your program to do that, okay? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's no privacy in the statutory world, total privacy with the STS um, program, okay? Total asset privacy, no asset privacy with the, with the uh, statutory entities. And then we've also got bail-in. Nothing. As long as you're a citizen, as long as you own your your stuff as a citizen, um, guys, you're going to be you're going to be right in the middle of everything. Um, they'll come in and take your cash in the bail-in program, and they'll take your assets in the confiscation program if they get the least little thing to do. Okay. So. Um, whereas in the STS program. Guys, we have no, you own nothing, total asset privacy. You have total protection because you own nothing. The trust owns it. So how can they come to you and sue for assets that the trust owns? So that gives you impenetrable asset protection. Can't take a nickel from you. But you've got to have your program up to speed, okay? Uh, and then we've got bail-in and we've got confiscation. Guys, all these things work. And who knows what's going to come next? And, guys, once you get hurt now, as I said, very quickly we're going to put it together so that we have to for survival, to put it together so that, that if it's something that you've got against you already and you've known about the STS program and you haven't started it yet, um, for whatever reason, uh, we, we make it so easy for you for people to start. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a pennies on the dollar of what you would pay uh, to, to hire an attorney to help you out of different things, okay? So that is the talking points for tonight. Uh, statutory, nothing, STS, everything, okay? And um, with that being said, first thing I'm going to do, we've got some good questions tonight that were emailed in, but I'm going to go back here a ways, and I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to answer some questions here that are on the email. Jeanette. It took from late March to apply to today, when I finally had the amended documents signed. It took two months to get a bank account open, only BMO. That's fine. Persistence is the name of the game. We have people, Jeanette from Canada, that went in and, and opened their bank account the first try. Now, let me tell you this. You don't ever open up a bank account for an LLC again in Canada. You don't need that. All you need is the trust account up there, okay? Um, did it on the first appointment. Four others went back and, and forth until they stopped getting back to, to to be about to me about it. Me about it. I knew that's what you meant. That's good. And you did it just right, then, 
Jeanette, and, I'm, and you're, you're quite a person because when I got to meet you up there in British Columbia, um, I realized that, that you did take the time to learn this, to read it. And that's another thing now. When people, um, we, we, you've got to spend the time, guys. This is the most powerful, other than the Bible, this is my belief system, other than the Bible, this is the most important document you've got in your house, bar none. There is nothing you have in that house that's more powerful than, than your asset protection. Otherwise, that's what they go after. They don't want to go after your roses back in the backyard. They don't want to go after your snowblower in the garage. They want to go after the stuff that you have that's worth money, that's valuable, cash, investments. Uh, that's what they go after, okay? And you've got to learn this. And, and um, we're putting a little thing in the new contract also that when you start a program, you'll commit to yourself. You'll commit two months, at least two to three months, but we're going to put a minimum of two, Two months to where you listen to the Monday night call every every Monday night, okay? Either live or you listen to it. Now, there's, is there any way we can prove that? No. It's going to have to be you. But don't come back to me later after signing that contract and ask me a question about something I know we just had a we just had a seminar on two weeks ago, you know, because I'll know you're not listening. You're not paying attention. And, guys, it's for your good that we're doing this. As I said, this is the most most powerful document in your house. It's what's going to keep the CRA off your back, creditors off your back, um, um, frivolous or deep pocket lawsuits off your back. And it's not just about lawsuits anymore, guys. It was. That was the most important thing we had to be concerned about. But now it's about the tax authorities. Now it's about about bail-ins and them taking money out of your cash reserves, your your life insurance cash values and things like that. Now it's about them confiscating your stuff. It's expanded and expanded and expanded. And and if you've been in place, um, see, it's a business entity. There's no there's no um, there's no look back period for this because um, you've created a business. You, you you've invested in a business, and um, business happens to be run as a trust, business trust. But that's what you've you've done. Okay. So let's see what, what else we have here. Is a mortgaged home protected? Yes, guest six. If you um, if you complete Schedule B one, which is real property equity transfer. See, the mortgage company they're the only ones that should be in front. Well, one of them, maybe a couple, but they're, they're the major one. The only major. Item that should be in front of you because you had a mortgage probably before you had the program, and if that's the case, they are in a priority position over the program to get only the amount of the mortgage, only the amount of the mortgage. The STS program protects everything else, every other asset, every other bank account, every other investment, everything you've got beyond the mortgage. It's protected by the STS program. And they can take no more than the amount of the mortgage if they come after you for would come after you for some reason. I don't know why. But it is we protect your equity in your home. Mortgage company has the right to their um theirs, okay? Have the right to yours. Okay? Uh, your your equity in that home. But you have to fill out and, and you have to do what it says. Within a week, you should have everything everything signed, everything notarized, all of the assets put into the trust, 
um, with schedules B2 through well, B1 through B7. That puts all of your assets by simply, uh, in some cases, like your home furnishings. That just amounts to to um, taking pictures. So in one corner of the truck, I'm Okay. Can you hear? Can Can you hear me? Can everybody, somebody type yes. I just had some beeps on my phone, so I don't know what's for sure going on. Um. All right. Hold on. I'm going to call back if you can still hear me. Okay. Can you hear me now again? Try again. Can you hear me? My phone dropped me for some reason. Somebody type in yes. Can you hear me? Please type yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Thank you, Karen and Bob. Okay, gotcha. I, okay, that's enough yeses. <laughs> okay, so where were we at here? I was doing some, um, I was answering those questions. Okay, uh, now we're, I'm going to answer some questions from the email. Feel free to keep typing in your, in your questions if you uh, have some on the computer. And also let me stay, um, yeah, it says it's still recording. Okay. Um, let me also tell you that are on the phone if you're not on computer. The um, um, just push star eight, and I will get over to you. Have your question ready so you can ask it. I can answer it, and we can move on to the next one. So if you have any questions on the phone, just press star eight, and I'll get to you as quick as I can. But I want to read some of these um, some of these email um, some of these email questions we got. We got some real good ones. On the new versus old structure, creator to trust services to us as trustee, with the creator voluntarily resigning, leaving trust services as a non-voting 
trustee. Now, the new structure is something else, and what are the benefits? Mike, my questions still were not answered on your recent show. What are the benefits to the new documentation, and why was the structure changed from creator to you to us? Um, let me answer that right now. It's not been changed at all, Ken. It's not been changed. It is exactly the same. I'm not positive where you got the idea that that um, um, that the creator that, that we've changed the system some way. It's not been changed at all. Listen, but still do not understand. Help. I, I'll give you a call. Give me a call tomorrow, Ken. If I don't answer, um, leave a voicemail and I'll get back to you. Um, there is no new system, none at all. Okay. Uh, just in case anybody had a question about that, I'm not sure what Ken thinks has changed, but but it hasn't changed. All right, Jeanette again. LLCs have been used for many years in BC. Well, actually, uh, the, the Protocol Treaty of oh, in BC, the Protocol Treaty between the U.S. and Canada in 2007 um, is what validated the U.S. LLC being acceptable in Canada. Uh, nobody had ever told me before that they've been used um, based on mining companies, open LLCs in Nevada for tax advantages. Yes, the LLC is a phenomenal. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not nearly as structured as a corporation. You've got more freedom with it. You've got more, um, you've got more um, um, flexibility with an LLC. They're a fabulous and a powerful entity. Uh, Mike, I think they mix up the living trust with trust one wording. All right, let me explain that a second. The living trust versus trust one. And a couple people have called me and asked me about the uh, where it's it's got your address now. We've made these changes. The living trust has been created for one purpose. One purpose. The bankers, because they don't have a clue about a pure contract trust, okay? Versus trust one. Trust one of your documents, that is your entity. They both have the same name, and the, and the, the trust, the living trust, is just as, as legal and viable a, an entity as is trust one. The, trust, the living trust is just a variation of trust one. Trust one is the, the original, the hard nose, the, that's the trust that everything goes by. The living trust, because bankers just couldn't get it. Uh, pure contract trust. So we created a living trust because they understand what that is. Um, it's a statutory entity, and, and as a result, bankers, attorneys, and uh, um, um, tax, you know, tax professionals, they know what that is. Uh, not so much in Canada, but they're learning. Okay, but that's the only reason for the living trust to make it as downright simple as possible. It's got if you're in Canada, it's got your Canadian address. Showing that it is a um, that it is a Canadian domicile entity, and it is, and um, so so that's the only reason. The living trust is strictly for the bankers. Other than that, it, you you we will use everything according to the trust one document, the document that's in the binder. Okay, uh, the top of the page, please. G and H, guess two. Um, I'm not sure who G and H is. Top of the page. Let me go up and see what we got. Oops. Okay, guess two. In Canada, to do a direct deposit, they want a bank a blank check if it is in the name of the holding company or LLC. 
would that would it be problematic? No, you can pretty much give the bank what you need to give them in order to. Uh, there's nothing the matter with a blank check. That's your checking account anyway. So yeah, give them give them what they want. Guess who? Okay, um, who's guess who? Okay. Anyway, that's the answer to that. So let me go back down to the bottom of my computer screen here. Um, let's see. Oh, Glenn and Heather. Okay, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Give them what they need. Uh, guess six. Is there a downside involving statutory living trust in the pure trust? Um, no. No downside to it. It's it's just like the LLC or the corporation. You can intermix um, statutory if you do it properly, and we do it properly. Um, people that just do it helter skelter and mix them all up, they're going to get nailed on all accounts. Okay, they're going to lose everything. And does it give them a way in? No, it doesn't, because who owns the living trust? Who owns the corporation? Who owns the LLC? Trust one, and who has a a UCC and or a PPSA lien on on Trust One? on the LLC and all of the assets, trust one, or trust two, excuse me. So they're locked out no matter what they try to do. The lien is the last last step of this powerful program that, um, of this powerful program, um, it's impenetrable. That is what makes it impenetrable. I even talked with an IRS fellow the other day, and I mentioned to him that uh, he says, well, well, you... Um, you put this lien on there for 125%. Um, you can't legally do that. And when I explained to him about the uh, the mortgage companies giving putting um, um, mortgage liens for 125%, he shut up and went to another question. He never got into. I gave him the answers of everything that we were chatting about. Uh, Michael, guess 13. Did you get my my voice message and text? Um, is is um, who is guest thirteen? Um, let's see. The MPs assist had the MPs assist had never seen documents like those I presented to her to sign, but she signed them as she was confirming who I was from ID. That's their only job is to confirm that you are the person signing the document that they're um, notarizing or the commissioner of oath or whoever it would be. Okay, that's their only job really. They don't have to make copies of what they sign uh, if it gives any valuable information regarding the trust or the corporation or anything. Um, Glenn and Heather ask, Canada Pension wants a void check if it is in the Trust One account and not a personal check. Will there be um, will there be problems? I don't I don't see any. Um, Oh, guess 13. No, I haven't yet. I've been traveling all day today, Geordie, but I'll, I'll listen to it after the call tonight and get in touch with you tomorrow. Um, we are in the STS program, right? Have everything notarized, going to bank tomorrow to open accounts. Is PPSA what we have done already? Um, I, 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 offhand, I don't know, but um, if you filed a PPSA, um, and many Canadians have with... Um, Easy PPSA, they say it costs about $20, and it's done in 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. So you should do that, get everything protected, PPSA. And also we have the address to, to complete, a, um, um, to complete a, a trust, a UCC1 lien. So if you want that, just send me, a, uh, send me an email, 
Mike, send us the UCC1 lien address, and we'll get it right back to you, okay? Um, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you threw me in, Judy, who that was. Okay, let's see now. Now, we've got some, some interesting questions, some more. But I'm going to take a call right here from Ohio. Ohio, you are on the call. Who is this? Who's, who's from Ohio here? I'm, you're on the call. Okay, I've got to let you go. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to answer some more questions from the email. Let's see. Ken just arrived, was number 39. Thought you advised me months ago, system slightly modified with new documents. No, no, no. Wasn't, wasn't really modified, Ken. Um, we'd like to talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Give me a call. But it wasn't, wasn't modified. It was just revised. We just made the documents a little stronger is all we've done with the, uh, for example, now we have U.S. and Canadian. Both of them are a little different. Um, living trust documents, okay? We made, we made maybe two or three changes, revisions, not changes. And that was my fault then, using the wrong word, saying changes. My, my fault, I apologize. It's, been, it's revisions, not, not um, changes, okay? All right. I recently, I currently have a pure contract trust. At least that's what it claims to be. It currently owns my foreign currency, and I will have to will use it to exchange to U.S. dollars. So that is not, so that it is not in my name, and, and until I exchange, I will not have the money to do the STS program. After the RV and I get the STS program, how would I transfer the funds into the trust? Quite simply, you just do a minute order with your um, with your um, trust number or with your your the, the supposed pure. I promise you, it's not. It's not a pure contract trust um, because I've got three private attorneys, and that's what they do for fun. They look at all these other programs that call themselves pure contract trusts, and they say, "Mike, you're still the only one." And they've looked at everything out there. You're still the only one that's got the true, the same. And they they use pure contract trust with their clients. Um, the one I know best, he's got a couple of the prominent Rockefellers, and he was just amazed when he found out I found all five components to the pure contract trust. So you don't have a pure contract trust, but use what you've got right now. I understand your situation, and uh, as soon as you get done, you, uh, you just do a minute order and transfer everything to the trust. Uh, okay? Or if you've got $485, you can start your pure contract trust, you will get you the information you need for a um, bank account, set up the bank account for the true pure contract trust, and it's ready to go. You don't even have to put the money into your, into your, um, the one that you've got now. You put it directly into the new one, okay? If I have annuities, do they need to be in the trust one, and if so, how? Annuities, you go to your, your agent that sold you the annuity, and you tell him you'd like a change of ownership form. You have the right to do it, and it doesn't cost you anything. Okay, so you just do that. You change the annuity. Uh, you get a right. You get a change of ownership, and you make the new owner your trust one. Okay. If I buy new annuities, do I buy them in the name of in the name or the name of trust? I would buy a new If you buy a new annuity, you buy it through the trust or through the LLC. That's simple. My checking accounts currently are in my living trust. Okay. Should they be moved to the trust one or leave them where they are? 
the trust one you've got now, or the program you've got now, the supposed pure contract trust you have now, don't even fiddle with that. Um, change them to trust one, and uh, if you're in the U.S., LLC one. If you're in Canada, start a Canadian corporation and um, put them in there. You mentioned the bail-in and citizen confiscation. Can I get copies of those? You sure can. You just send me an email at mpgprotect at aol.com. mpgprotect at aol.com. And just say, Mike, um, could you send me bail-in and citizen confiscation? We'll get them right out to you. If you want the Rockefeller file, we'll send that to you as well. When MPG creates new second LLC, is the equity of the new one automatically owned by trust two? What MPG has to um, it has to fund the new LLC, and by funding I mean it has to put some consideration in there. It has to put something of value in the LLC, so it would put cash in there, or if the trust still owned it, if you want to move some of the property that's in uh, Trust One, might even be in the other LLC, but you move it in there in the funding process, yeah. So it'll have its own, it'll have it, it'll, it'll automatically, not automatically, you have to do it with a minute order. Um, let's see, Trust Two, or do we have to make a minute order? Yes, you do. Make a minute order transferring from Trust One funding you're going to use for the new LLC, okay, in exchange for certificates. After that, we can include LLC two assets. Yep, that's what you can do. It's perfect. Okay, let's see. We've got some more questions. They piled up on me here. Let me take a swallow of water. Um, set up your direct deposit with Canada Pension. Jeanette, yes, Jeanette. Set up your direct deposit with Canada Pension with a personal account, then the next month, once they do a deposit, go online and give them a new account number. That is absolutely perfect, Jeanette. I'm telling you, for those of you in BC and around Alberta out there, she knows the program as well as anybody we've got. Um, and she's right. You don't give them the new account name. You just call up whoever it is that's doing a direct deposit, and if you want it to go into the LLC or the trust bank account or a Canadian Corporation bank account, just say, hey, I'd like to switch the account number, go into the bank or call them. They'll probably have to go into there so they know you're who you say they are. You are. Okay? Gets 39. If, if I can buy valuables in Trust One or LLC, what is the true advantage of one over the other, Ken? Okay. Good question. Trust One owns the LLC. So whatever you buy on behalf of the LLC, it automatically is owned by Trust One. If anything were to happen, it would go back to Trust One, okay? No real, no, it's, it's not an advantage situation. It's the way the, that everything flows. You want Trust One to own everything, Ken, okay? So even if you buy it with funds from the LLC, no problem. It goes into the LLC just like your other assets, but it's actually owned by Trust One, Okay. Um, since 2013, when placing money into a bank, you are no longer a depositor. You are legally an unsecured creditor. Last in line, and that's if you're a citizen, my friend. What is to stop them from emptying out your pure trust? Bail-ins, hello, confiscation, hello. That's what this program, this call tonight's been about. 
And once you put it into the uh, trust account, they don't know it's you. They don't know who it is. They, it's, it's, it's not a citizen any longer. They have no, it's a trust. They have no say-so over the trust. I don't care. It's handled different in banks than, um, than if you were a citizen, okay? Handle altogether different, okay? Good question. Well, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking it. Okay, more from the um, more from the emails. Um, do we get a BN? I think you meant BIN from CRA for Trust One. Yes, I was told by Ed Gilmore that when when your accountant files the trust tax form for the first time, they will apply for the BIN for the trust if. You can go online and get your own. As a matter of fact, that's what Ed Gilmore told me to say. I just remembered that the, about a week ago. Go ahead and file for a BIN. You can go online and file in Canada for whatever province or federal or whatever you want. Just file for BIN, just as you did, um, just as you did, just as we file for EINs here in the states. Okay. Um, so yes, you get. I guess you would get it from CRA. I get it from the, the EINs from the IRS. So. That would make sense to me. According to CRA, is Trust One an American entity? Absolutely not. That's why we went and made all the changes to the Living Trust documents to show, and this was, this was um, I worked, Bill and I worked with Ed Gilmore to get this down pat. It is because it, the, new, the new trust, Living Trust, Living Trust document has your Canadian address, and it is have it's been domiciled in Canada. Okay, it is not an American entity. That way, you're not outside the, the bounds of that ridiculous FATCA thing. And um, by being outside the bounds of FATCA, um, you only have to fill out a WA. You don't have to go into this IRS issue. You will never be double taxed in Canada with the STS program. If you if you get double taxed, your tax professional doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. You previously previously mentioned that an inheritance should be listed on Schedule B4. This is a listing of investments in our trust documents. No, it's not. Schedule B4 is is um, um, transferring the equity of recorded documents, documents that are or, or, or not documents, but but investments that are in your name. Okay, recorded in your name, such as a stock bond mutual fund. If you've got a stock bond or mutual fund, it comes to you in your name. You go through a broker or whatever, and so that's you want to protect the equity. We can't. We're not going to fiddle with the with the actual stock bond or mutual fund because it could could get into um, um, tax obligations. So we, we're just going to protect the equity, and that way there's nothing nothing changed. So. Um, um, See, this is this is on schedule before. This is in our trust document. Is this where we should be listed? Yeah, put it in your put it in that one because the uh, an inheritance is coming to you. It's listed in your name. Okay, so you you want to put that in there also. Um, that way, it'll get protected when it does come in. That was part of your original original. Um, just like just it's just like this currency. You don't know what the value is going to be until such time as you get it. Okay. At that time, you will, it'll increase the, uh, it, it'll appreciate the value of your, your trust 
um, your Trust One assets, okay? And that's when you'll, um, you'll record it. It's protected. We're going to make a few little adjustments to that, the wording on that, so it's very clear that, in, that inheritances are, are part of it. Is now a good time to change the value of equity listed on our UCC1 filing, or should we wait until the, the bankruptcy has been discharged? Yeah, I would wait until then. You know, although I don't know that it's, that it's really going to make a difference because you, you don't own anything that's owned by the trust. UCC protects what's, what's um, um, owned by the trust. You don't own any of that, so it really doesn't. The bankruptcy is personal. That's yours. So it, it's really probably six and one, half a dozen of the other. But I would wait until it's discharged. When I did the filing, I made the error of multiplying the value of the assets by 125%, not the equity by 125%. If our lie, in our lives, that is a considerable difference. Yeah, in most people's lives, I can understand that. Um, Unless somebody's attacking you, I would just um, I would hold off. But you can go ahead and file again if you want. I wouldn't even do an amendment. I would file a new one, and for the for the lesser amount, and then I would uh, um, cancel the first one. Okay, the schedule B three. In the near future, we would like to set up life insurance policies that have a cash value portion for our minor children. Again. Is during the bankruptcy a good idea or afterwards? I would say afterwards. We would make the trustee owner of the policies and the kids the beneficiaries. As well, they would be paid for from the trust bank account. Now, see, people want to know about that. I've, had, I've been asked that a couple of times, which is why I put this question in here tonight, about can the trust pay for my life insurance, for my car insurance, for this and that. Guys, get with your tax professional in your area. He'll give you the answer to that better or call the life insurance company. Because if it, if it's if it's not benefiting the business, if you, if you can have your your financial planner show that it is a uh, it's a benefit to replace if something happened to you, they would have to replace. You know, it's like key man insurance. That's what I was trying to think of. If they can validate that it's key man insurance, if your financial planner can do that, then yes, the trust or the, the trust can pay for it. Then no problem with that. Um, the uh, we recently have, we currently have term life insurance um, policies. We currently have term life insurance policies that we would like to transfer to Trust One. For all these policies, does Trust One become the owner? Um, yeah, no, you just go, just have your insurance agent tell them you want a change of ownership form. And uh, he'll, he'll, if he's a decent agent at all, he'll help you with your, he'll help you with transferring, and he will also um, get you the, he'll get you the forms first of all, and he'll help you put them together so that Trust One is the owner. You don't want to be the owner. And for those of you that may not know why, if you're the owner of a life insurance policy, then then even though all the money's going out to the beneficiaries, whatever the face amount of that policy is goes to your estate. If you've got a if you've got an estate plan, or if you've got a a million dollar life insurance policy, and you get killed, you die, whatever the case may be, that that may and it's in, and you're the owner of the policy, that um, that amount that million dollars goes on your goes right on the top of your estate. 
So now you might be paying some heavy-duty estate taxes where if the, life, if the trust owns the policy, the trust never dies. So you won't have to worry about the faith amount going on top of your estate when you die. Okay? When filling out um, the BIN paperwork or any paperwork regarding the trust, is it mandatory to place the letter CTCL after the trust name? Thanks. No. Um, I thought we got rid of my insurance and older trust or something because we, we've got rid of, I think, all of the CTCLs. We had them in there first, but more, as more and more people are getting to know what it is, we, CT stands, stands, as you may or may not know, for contract trust, and CL stands for common law. And uh, but that's in there in the in the contract and trust indenture, the first twelve pages of the uh, trust one document, and we also have in there in some of the older ones CTO contract trust organization. The only reason we use these different letters was to make people aware that there are different names, different connotations for the program. Okay, in law, in case law, and everything else. Okay, Bob, Mike, I am transferring life insurance to trust. The insurer insurance company wants a copy of trust agreement. Is this the five-page document titled A Living Trust? Yes, it is. Um, guys, you never show the binder documents, the big documents, the true documents. You never show them to, to anybody. Maybe your attorney on a need-to-know basis or your tax man on a need-to-know basis. And while I'm saying that, let me, let me back that up by saying you never, ever, ever leave those uh, documents overnight with anybody, or you never, ever, ever allow them to make a uh, allow them to make copies. That is, those documents are ours. They're proprietary in, in documents, and two people have done that, and we we resigned from their trust, and one of them I know got nailed, and we helped them out. But Guys, those are our documents. We make them up for you, but, but you, you can only use them according to the rules we give you. Otherwise, I mean, you can do whatever you want with them, but we're out of there. If, if we find out you've shown our documents to somebody else, somebody did that on two occasions and two attorneys, I'm going to show them to my attorney. Mike, why? He's an idiot. He doesn't know the first thing about non-statutory law. And I'm saying that with all due respect. Well, with little due respect, but I'm saying it anyway. Attorneys don't, and both of these attorneys, they were so fascinated, they started making copies of ours, and, and we sent people to talk to them and, and assure them that it would, would hurt them greatly if they continued uh, trying to make um, documents. We would, we would have so many lawsuits against them, they wouldn't be able to buy a um, Snickers bar on credit. Okay, let's see what else we got here. The most important question, have you folks sent a copy of the letter for the bankrupt to the bankruptcy trustee? Uh, again, guys, we send them out. Let me let me talk about this for just a second. Uh, some people from a certain office a while back called me and said, Mike, you know, they got your letter. And they, uh, they all got a good laugh out of it, and then they threw it in the garbage. They don't have to admit they got it. So here's what we're doing now. We just started this. When we send out letters, we also get a copy of the fax receipt showing that they received it at that fax number and it was a successful fax. Uh, if it says fail, we'll send it again and we'll send it again and we'll send it again. We're only going to send it out twice. Then you've got to call and say, hey, is this your true fax number? Um, oh, okay, yeah. Thank you, Jeanette. I'm going to tell people about that. But anyway, that, that my friends, is, is what 
what we do. We, we, send, we agree to send out two letters on your behalf, and uh, we, can't, we can't throw any weight with that. Those letters, they're strictly designed that if these people have any sense, they will realize that you have taken advantage of a private contract organization, of a private contract trust, irrevocably transferred. And um, so what the letter is designed to do is just simply to make them aware that not only are your real and personal assets protected, but also your, your active and passive income is protected and that trust services is the, is the trustee represented by Michael Clark of this here of the STS program? We can't we can't take him to court. That's not what we do. We're not a, a law firm. Uh, all we do is we agree to send a couple letters and let them know that even if they try to to take your assets, they're already we've as long as you've got all your documents signed. And guys, you're home free. Now they may you may get somebody that's going to argue and spit and scratch and bite and you've got to be ready to argue and 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 scratch and bite and punch his eyes gouge his eyes and because it's your stuff you're fighting for okay there we've had a, a few cases where people have had to get an attorney on their behalf to go and just to go in front of the judge a statutory judge who may be ruled against them and say hey you can't do that or, or, or go to appeal it you know but mainly they had somebody walk in with them in court and, and just to say your honor look this is a private contract it's not subject to a statutory court. Here's the case law behind it. We put a real nice letter together for them and the judge to show to the judge. So um, anyway, you guys, I want to tell you something we just started. Again, I don't know your belief system, and I don't, um, I don't um, really care where it's at. Um, I do care. I shouldn't say it that way. That was a mis misstatement. I do care where it's at. And for that reason, I don't know if many of you know who Dennis, uh, no, who Bruce Wilkinson is. I didn't know when I first saw him at church a while. This was a number of years ago. All I knew is I really liked the pastor where I was going and uh, the church I was going to. And all of a sudden this Sunday, there's a fellow by the name of Bruce, Bruce Wilkinson that has um, is up there and got all white hair and he's going to talk. And I said, okay, I'll give him two minutes. If I don't like what he's going to say. And I'm going to go find a class somewhere. And uh, guys, you're, you're, as Cal Streeter always says, your your eternity's uh, as important on the on the inside and outside as this trust program is to your everyday living here on Earth. Okay. So anyway, kind of, um, Bruce Wilkinson never heard of him. What I found out when he started talking, he said he wrote the book called The Prayer of Jabez, and he also wrote The Secrets of the Vine, two fabulous tiny little books you can read in in less than an hour. And uh, he, he preached on prayer Jabez, and, and I realized that he was, he's, and I'm, I'm getting to a reason for this, so stick in here with me. He's the reason, guys, for a, uh, he's got walked through the Bible ministry and da daily Bible ministry, and he is um, um, one, of the, one of the greatest Christian authors I've ever seen. But this here Bible, he sent an actual team of 30 people for years, maybe it was 30 years, and they, they went right to the uh, scrolls, and they they didn't they didn't um, um, put it to, put their Bible together from from an already revision of the Bible. Okay, they put it together from the scrolls, and they put it in our everyday language. And when Bill Tully gave me a copy of that when I first moved to Florida, 
I had put it on my de- on my shelf and hadn't read it. And when I listened to him, I, st- I went back and I started reading it that day. And the beauty of what we're sending you is a free gift in the uh, with your when you order your program. It's it's from Daily Bible Ministry or something like Daily Walk Bible. And guys, it's the, it's phenomenal. It's written in our everyday language. But here's the power of it: the first day you read January first, and there's so much to read. Second day, January second, and by the end of the year you will uh, have read through the whole Bible. But the power of this particular Bible, I couldn't read King James or New Inspired Version. You don't know really what's going on. and You don't know the political climate. You don't know the, the, the religious climate at that time, regardless if you're in the Old Testament or in the New. So guys, we've, we're putting one out with every new, every new um, uh, order we get. And it's going right in with there, and Jeanette is thanking me for it. If you want to leave the chat now, go ahead, and I'll remember you. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyway, guys, we're putting one out, and if you want to keep it, fine. If not, if it's not your thing, give it to somebody else. But I've read it every year for 20 years now. This is my 20th year, and it's changed my life. And uh, you realize there's a lot more than just dinar and things like that out there. So with that being said, we're pretty much done for tonight. Does anybody have any other questions? And that's going out as a gift. And let me, let me further that gift. If you find somebody that starts a program, and you didn't you you started your program before we just started this. We'll send you you have somebody that starts a program. It's just a little thing, but it's one of the most powerful little things you'll ever read in your life. You understand it. It's got sections every day. It tells you what the political and social climate was like there and what this how this what you're reading today will affect your life. Okay? So with that, um if you if you bring somebody on board and you're the sponsor, we'll send you one. Okay? So uh, if anybody, nobody to see. If anybody have anything here on California? Yes, we got Northwest Illinois. Okay, Northwest Illinois. Is this you, Verba? It's me. Well, you you said about um, something to talk about, and um, it, how how to best use it to the best advantage. Tax-wise, and I know you don't do taxes, but maybe Bill would come on what we can use legally and what will get us in trouble because we don't know. Okay, taxes. Okay. Okay, I will try and get Bill on in the next week or so. I appreciate that. Thank you. Let me repeat one more time, guys. Thanks, Verva. Let me repeat one more time that um, don't miss the first part next week. Clyde... Dr. Clyde Stock's testimonial is phenomenal, and uh, you'll love it. I promise you. You think the IRS has you? How'd you like the um, $400,000 debt, and you paid $75? He's got another one, too, two things that really – but I'll let him tell it next week. Don't miss it, and it'll be right in the beginning. So if you come on late, you're going to miss it, all right? So we've got no more questions, guys. I want to thank you, and God bless each one of you for taking the time to uh, – to uh, come on the call tonight and let me share some things with you. I hope you have a great week, and I hope everything goes well for you, and I'll see you back here. Send me your questions. Email us your questions so we've got them, and we can answer them for you. Email any any ideas you may have for a theme, for talking points, for a, for a seminar. And uh, September 12th, we will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, September 21st, September 20th. Thank you for yours, one. Thank you, Rita. Um, let's see. Um, September 21st, I believe, we're going to be in Calgary. 
I'm going to be in Calgary. Then we're setting up for the uh, end of September for several other cities in Canada. So with that being said, I'm looking forward to next week for another great call. God bless each one of you, and we will talk to you next week again. Good night, Mom and Dad. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.